So hello there and welcome to the Bitcoin Takeover podcast. I'm here in Prague with Sodomak, who is a longtime crypto anarchist. That's what he describes himself as. And he has been involved with Parallel Nepolis for longer than seven years, if I understood that correctly. And he has a lot of stuff to say, a lot of stories to tell. He has been involved in this space and he is a co-organizer of the Parallel Nepolis conference, which takes place every year, which is also called the Hackers Congress if I'm not mistaken. So please, sir, introduce yourself and let us know what you're up to these days. Hi, good to be here. Um, actually, as I said, uh, I'm a long-term member, maybe former manager of uh, Paranipolis. Uh, I've been here since uh, the year uh, 2014, uh, from the almost very beginning of uh, Paranipolis. Uh, and I, uh, I was... Um, responsible mostly for like technical stuff here uh, at Paranipolis and during the Hackers Congress. Um, as you mentioned, I consider myself uh, as uh, a crypto anarchist uh, and maybe privacy advocate. Uh, I'm IT guy, really. Um, yeah, I um, yeah, and uh, I actually quit at Paranipolis from, from the official position in the beginning of uh, February, but I still visiting uh, visiting Paranipolis uh, to have a great coffee here in uh, Bitcoin Coffee, which is by the way the very first um, uh, cafe uh, who which was uh, accepting Bitcoin only, uh, in, uh, very first uh, in the world. Uh, maybe still uh, the only one, but I'm not sure about uh, this. Yeah, don't know what to say more. It's definitely interesting that something happened last year with Parallel Nepolis. I know that there's also a Slovak branch of the organization. You have two Twitter accounts. There's one that's only Parallel Nepolis, and there's one which is Parallelny underscore Polis. And it's also the one which organizes the Pizza Day conference next month. So what happened there? I'm not into the drama, but I'm into understanding, you know, what happened. Like it's uh, nothing particular like last uh, year's uh, event, but uh, Paranipolis as organization is uh, open source. So anybody in the world uh, can open their own Paranipolis. Uh, so it's what did uh, guys uh, do on uh, in Bratislava. It was, uh, I don't know, three, four years ago, maybe. Uh, so they, they opened their own uh, venue called Paralna Polis, which is an, we uh, usually uh, usually told people to use the local language for, for the name of the organization, which means uh, Parallel Polis, uh, from Parallel, Parallel and Polis from the Greek word uh, city or society. Uh, and uh, yeah, they, uh, they also, opened their own venue uh, it uh, it uh, ran for one year or something like that but then they have uh, they they had uh, some issues with the landlord of, of the venue and they uh, had to to shut down the business uh, there and they moved completely to to the virtual uh, to internet uh, there is also also the branch let's call it branch or fork uh, in Vienna in Austria, uh, yeah, and uh, it's uh, like as I said, uh, Paranipolis is uh, open source, uh, open source uh, platform, uh, and so there are no any uh, any arguments or or fights uh, for the for the brand or something like that. And Pizza Day is actually uh, actually um, organized here uh, at the, at Prague. By, by by Prague or Prague branch, Paranipolis. Uh, but with with uh, of, uh, we we are uh, we are like cooperating uh, with uh, the Slovak guys also. So. so let's take it back to the values of Paralelnipolis and what it stands for. You describe yourself as a crypto anarchist, and I'm pretty sure that this term existed before cryptocurrency. And crypto means cryptography. So you're also the former CDO of Parallel Nepolis, so it means you're very technical. So is this about privacy? Is this about building tools to protect people from oppressive governments? And also, 
I know that there's a specific philosophy which can be tracked back to maybe Havel, the former president of Czechoslovakia, which talks about having parallel societies where people can express themselves under oppressive regimes. So I guess I have like three parts of the question. The values, crypto anarchy, and you know, the origins of these values. Uh, the values of uh, of Paralipolis uh, are strongly connected to to the crypto anarchy. Uh, we also have uh, on uh, our building uh, the writing that it's Institute of uh, Crypto Anarchy. Um, the values uh, are uh, mostly about uh, freedom and I would say voluntarism uh, to not. Uh, being forced to do uh, to do things or stuff you you don't want to do and uh, to have as much privacy as uh, possible or as you wish you know and this is a connection to crypto anarchy uh, as you said uh, the term crypto anarchy is uh, much older than than term uh, cryptocurrencies and um, uh, crypto means actually hidden Yeah, so, so this is this is the, all the roots of uh, of it. Uh, so, uh, crypto anarchy uh, was uh, introduced uh, like in the late eighties, so maybe beginning of nineties uh, of 20th century. Uh, and uh, what we uh, here are doing, we are combining uh, the ideas of uh, two uh, two great men. One of uh, them is uh, Timothy Simei. He wrote the Crypto Anarchy Manifesto. And uh, the other guy is uh, Václav Benda. I think it's Cyberpunk Manifesto. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, Crypto Anarchy Manifesto. It's, uh, it's uh, uh, a different, uh, different topic. Uh, Cypherpunks uh, were more, more like... Uh, the guys inventing uh, ciphers and, and stuff like that doing it uh, doing it in the in the basements <laughs> in the garages and so not in on, usually not in the universities uh, and uh, crypto anarchism are i would say maybe more like uh, i would differentiate it, it, it like that uh, cypherpunks were uh, mathematicians and uh, and crypto anarchists more philosophers But uh, it's there is no straight line between between those. Two. Yeah, and um, the ideas behind Paralympolis it's combining uh, the ideas uh, of cryptography, uh, how it was uh, introduced uh, by Timothy Simei and Václav Benda, who uh, was uh, like friend and uh, one of the co-author of Charter 77, uh, which was a kind of manifesto uh, in the 70s uh, in uh, Ch former Czechoslovakia. And uh, it uh, stated uh, some, uh, some ideas uh, about uh, oppressive uh, communism regime here in, uh, in uh, Czechoslovakia. And uh, Václav Benda was, uh, was uh, collaborating with, uh, in, uh, in writing it also with Václav Havel. And, and other other guys from Charter 77 uh, movement. Uh, and uh, Václav Benda was a philosopher and he was a writer and he wrote an essay called Paralipolis. Paralipolis. When, uh, and he described there that uh, it's uh, almost impossible uh, to fight uh, with uh, the enemy who has uh, infinitive uh, sources. That's, it's basically suicide. So a uh, better approach uh, is to create uh, like uh, own structures within uh, the, the larger society uh, and not to fight to, and to make it parallel. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's what are roots of uh, Paralipolis uh, as our organization, combining uh, the ideas of Václav Benda Paralipolis, with uh, the technology introduced uh, by by cypherpunks and crypto anarchists. So, do you see Paralipolis as a way to resist, or as an, an alternative, just in case the government once again becomes oppressive? Um, I would consider it as uh, as an organization uh, to 
We usually, uh, we usually uh, call ourselves uh, as educational organizations, and we want to actually uh, teach people how to get uh, the mostly independent on uh, the higher structures uh, or or larger societies. Uh, it and it necessarily doesn't mean the state. It uh, can mean any any oppressive organization. Also, it can be it can be some church or uh, some. I don't like the term, but uh, organized crime. Uh, you know, uh, uh, so as I said, it necessarily doesn't mean the state. Usually, it is state, but uh, but uh, not exclusively. And um, I'm not sure if a resistance is is the right term. Like, like probably yes, but uh, uh, I like the term. Don't give a fuck. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this is so. Uh, like, let's uh, let uh, let the the others do their stuff, and we do our stuff, and we know how to do it uh, without be too much affected by by others. As someone who grew up in a former communist country, and I guess you're older than me, and you caught the times before 1989, I have a lot of respect for those who taught each other and tried to resist oppression and i know that culturally there's a lot of resistance in czechia and also slovakia it was czechoslovakia at the time and i guess after the revolution Ivanas in romania took some examples because you had was it dubček from czechoslovakia yeah, yeah. he had that socialism with a human face which was like a tag for you know a milder form of communism which was still bad but a lot better than what we had And then you also had all of these ideas about resisting, which are very good. And there's the famous spring, Prague Spring in 1968, to which, by the way, Romania did not participate from the USSR side. So, yes, I, I have a lot of respect for what you guys are doing. And right now I got to ask you about Pizza Day, because I know that one's coming. And why did you choose Pizza Day of all celebrations in Bitcoin? And also, are you going to have Laszlo Haniats join? Uh, just, uh, just, uh, uh, I was, I was 12 when when communism fell in 1989. So I don't remember uh, much more. And I would like to add that uh, not all. We usually say that the, the governments are bad, but uh, governments are not equally bad. Uh, the the communist regime in Czechoslovakia, Czechoslovakia was much uh, milder than the uh, communist regime in Romania uh, introduced by Ceausescu, which I guess he he rose uh, by the by the Prague Spring. He refused uh, refused to 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 join the the army uh, to invade Czechoslovakia. But anyway, pizza day. We did invade Hungary. So. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm pretty sure that if uh, something would happen, uh, like uh, somewhere else, uh, Czechoslovakia would join to Czechoslovakia. It was not uh, like uh, like uh, the others were <laughs> were not uh, from the from the Prague or everything came from Moscow. But uh, anyway, it's uh, uh, the. The reason why to why to uh, why to create such a such an event is um, Paranipolis, uh, even it's uh, usually called uh, that. Uh, it's not uh, like Bitcoin organization. Uh, as I mentioned, we are mostly freedom focused, and we see we see the Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies as a, as a tool, not as a goal. But Bitcoin uh, is uh, we consider it as a as a great invention. And a great uh, gainer of uh, of uh, possibilities to to gain uh, freedoms. So why to not uh, why to not celebrate this? Um, yeah, and uh, unfortunately we don't have uh, Laszlo uh, this year. Hopefully next uh, next years he is uh, coming to celebrate with us. Golden 
Voltoro is the exchange where you deal with honest and hard money. There is no fiat on-ramp or off-ramp and you get to diversify your Bitcoin portfolio into gold or silver when you sense that a bearish moment is coming. Also, you can instantly trade your gold for Bitcoin to buy the dip. And if you're into gold custody, Voltoro can also send you the gold that you own directly from their insured Swiss vaulting facilities. Voltoro was launched in the aftermath of the Mt. Gox hack. So since 2015, they have published monthly glass books to prove that they own all the gold reserves and all of their customers' money. Sign up today by going to voltoro.com slash Bitcoin Takeover. Keep in mind that this is not financial advice and you are responsible for your own decisions. Wasabi Wallet is the perfect Bitcoin privacy wallet. It's free, it's open source, it's available on Windows, macOS and Linux, and it offers groundbreaking Chamian coin joins, which makes your Bitcoin. Even if you do not use the coin join feature, you still benefit from a trustless experience with block filters, a hidden IP address via Tor, and easy management of your wallet outputs. After you deal with KYC exchanges like Coinbase, like Kraken, Binance, Gemini or Bitfinex, you can remove the association between your identity and your Bitcoin address by performing a few rounds of coin joins. To find out more about the privacy benefits and limitations of coin joins, listen to Bitcoin Takeover Podcast Season 6 Episode 6 with Max Hillbrand. And if you want to give Wasabi a try, go to wasabiwallet.io and download the wallet for free. Wasabi Wallet, a Bitcoin privacy wallet for the Citadels. Yeah, a lot of people make fun of him for selling so many thousands of Bitcoins for two pizzas. But at the same time, we got to remember that at the time, Bitcoins had no market value. So the fact that today is worth like $40,000 was started by someone who actually sold something digital for something physical in the real world. So that's how markets develop. And I'm pretty sure that, you know, at Parallel Nepolis, you have held Bitcoins when they were like a few dollars and you use them as money. You did not consider, you know, the store of value function. You just wanted to use a currency that doesn't use the banking system, that is not controlled by the government and that you can transact freely. So... I guess a lot of people miss that. And today we have this side which is only about speculation. You buy and huddle and never sell. But I feel like they miss part of the point of the currency. What is your experience lately with Bitcoin? Like, I suppose you got in a lot earlier than me and you deal with people who maybe got in last year and they have a different perception. So what would you tell them about Bitcoin? What are they missing from this whole experience? Yeah, absolutely right. One thing is uh, that um, many people think that uh, that uh, we are a rich organization or rich people uh, because we we joined the party uh, in the beginning. But uh, you know, uh, Paranipolis is a non-profit organization, and uh, it's it wasn't like in 2014 and even uh, years uh, later, it wasn't like that. We we got bitcoins uh, or we received the bitcoins for the coffee or something like that, and we we kept them. No, we we had to pay rent, and so, so it was circulation of uh, of bitcoin. So now now when we uh, as you said, uh, it's uh, it doesn't make sense to uh, to compare uh, buying coffee for Bitcoin in 2014 or pizza, uh, and with the same uh, value in in or same amount of Bitcoins uh, paying for coffee today. Doesn't make sense, really. Uh, and uh, to your question, uh, I'm not sure if I would say that they are missing something, uh, like. Like yeah, uh, it's 
It's funny that uh, we some sometimes uh, complain how how Bitcoin uh, evolved uh, this day, but uh, actually Bitcoin is still the same. Of course, there are some some improvements uh, in the, on the protocol level, or so, but but basically uh, Bitcoin is the same. Uh, what changed is uh, that uh, there are like way more people using it uh, than it was. Uh, two, three, five years ago. And uh, that's uh, totally understandable that uh, people are using it as an investment, mostly. Yeah, I totally get it. Uh, and uh, sometimes, of course, it's annoying. Uh, to, but but uh, still, uh, you can... S What's more annoying are that uh, it's uh, maybe more difficult to to get uh, Bitcoin anonymously, uh, but it's still doable. But uh, you know all those uh, KYC and AML uh, shits, uh, they will be they will be there still. But we still have uh, some decentralization uh, markets, decentralized markets, uh, or if you are uh, in. Uh, and within the people who are using it, uh, you still can can do it uh, anonymously. And uh, that's maybe uh, like what would be uh, great if uh, the more and more people will will realize that uh, they don't need to use uh, Bitcoin as just uh, for a hodl. They don't need uh, to have uh, their Bitcoins uh, on uh, some exchanges uh, that they can have. Uh, they can they can be their own bank, as uh, the the famous statement about Bitcoin uh, is. Um, but it's uh, as to be your own bank means uh, you have to you have to have uh, all the responsibility for for it. It's not. Uh, uh, just good things. Uh, it's uh, there is the difficult part, and uh, I totally understand uh, that uh, people don't fully understand how Bitcoin works, uh, what's uh, what's behind that, and so they uh, they don't trust themselves uh, that much. That uh, they rather uh, put uh, their bitcoins uh, to uh, to some exchange. Uh, some Binance or some some something like that. So uh, I'm perfectly fine with it. Like uh, do do with your bitcoins. Uh, what do you please to do with uh, with them? If of course not your not your keys, not your bitcoin, but uh, it's I think it's it's similar with uh, with the uh, fiat money. Uh, you don't need to know how money works to use them. Nobody knows how, uh, like almost nobody knows how credit card works. But nobody knows uh, what's uh, like encryption uh, behind, uh, behind behind transaction. Yeah, but everybody everybody use it, like uh, really. so. And of course, if you if you are using, you, you can use uh, fiat uh, in an anonymous way. You can use cash, and you can uh, use it uh, like. Um, in uh, in the way that uh, the governments or banks know all your transactions, yeah. So uh, would be great, and this is what uh, what is uh, one of the goals of Paralnipolis as a uh, as an educational organization to teach people how to use uh, Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies uh, in a way that uh, they will f they will gain their uh, own uh, financial freedom with it. Yeah, so I would I, I'm I'm not like big, I'm probably not the biggest hater of of uh, the the most common usage of of cryptocurrencies as an investment, uh, but uh, I'm more on the on the side of um, educational educational part of it to to let people decide what they want to do with their with their money. That's also part of the reason why I do this podcast. I feel like it has an educational component. And last season when I recorded with counterparty people, basically, you know, we talked about how Bitcoin is so much more than money. You can use it to have fun. You can use it to create, you know, frog memes and put yeah. them 
as upper turn transactions. And Bitcoin is awesome. Like uh, I, I really love Bitcoin, and it doesn't mean uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not Bitcoin maximalist. Uh, it doesn't mean that uh, if I love Bitcoin, that I hate other cryptocurrencies. Uh, I work for <laughs> I work for Aurora, which is part of the near uh, near uh, network. Yeah, so I don't know what that is. Doesn't matter. Uh, like uh, it's uh, like. Uh, uh, it's like not. Uh, I don't want to be. Uh, don't want, as I said, I don't want to be uh, like Bitcoin maximalist. As I said, I love Bitcoin, but doesn't mean that uh, that uh, it's the only coin um, I'm gonna use or I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna shilling for. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna shell for uh, anything. Uh, yeah, but uh, it's it's actually uh, surprising that uh, how many people, uh, even uh, people who are like um, longer in the in the scene, um, and I mean like longer, I, I, I mean year or two, and they have uh, lots of funds in in cryptocurrencies, and they still don't know how does it work. Like it's it's uh, on 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 the one way it's uh, surprising. Uh, on the other hand, it's it's understandable as I mentioned. Um, almost nobody know how, how the money, how the fiat money works. So, yeah. yeah, I guess it's only natural because we don't really think when we pay something. We don't think about what happens to the money. We are mostly concerned with what we can buy with that money. But at the same time, I'm concerned that we, we are facing this financialization phase of Bitcoin, where it's being embedded into mainstream finance. And everyone sees into it as some sort of extension to a financial system which already exists. I did see this year at the Miami conference that they're talking about how to put the dollar on the Lightning Network and stuff like that. And that kind of made me wonder, like, are we still trying to replace the dollar? Or are we just accepting that the dollar is going to be around for a long time and we're going to build infrastructure for it to exist? Like, how long until we do CBDCs on Lightning Network or whatever? It just makes me wonder where we are heading philosophically, because this started as, you know, a crypto anarchist project. People who got in very early were so pro-privacy or so pro-private property. They, some of them were Austrian economists, others were computer scientists, cypherpunks. And now we have these bankers who join the space and they buy a lot of coins and everyone's so happy. And they're like, oh, yeah, we are becoming mainstream. But at the same time, they also create education platforms, which make sure that newbies follow their advice and their understanding of what Bitcoin is. And my concern is that in the future, even the development is going to be funded by these people, which is going to mean that may maybe they will not develop something that we want, but something that these bankers want. And we're going to end up with a takeover from the inside. And we're not going to be the one that destroyed their system. Some people say that this is a Trojan horse from Bitcoin, but it's, you know, it's becoming very hard to, to see where we are heading. So what's your take on that? I wouldn't say that it's uh, like Trojan horse uh, because... Uh I guess there is no uh, such a master plan <laughs> behind Bitcoin. <laughs> like, and, and actually, it's it's uh, to me it's so really interesting. Because, uh, like few years ago, we were laughed uh, when someone came with the idea of private blockchain. <laughs> Something like that. Man, it doesn't make sense. Like, and it still doesn't make sense. But it's happening. There are billions of dollars in it. Like, uh, uh, and uh, with the like re replacing uh, replacing US dollar, I don't think we are um, some close to it uh, replacing. Uh, I guess the, the cryptocurrencies uh, will create and probably it already did uh, like parallel economics. But um, it's similar to Parhani Polis. Uh, like it's not uh, again. Uh, it's not about fighting. Uh, it's about create uh, the own structures, and it's actually happening. And it's uh, happening uh, mostly on voluntary basis, uh, which is great. Uh, where uh, there is no, no. I know probably uh, not everybody will agree uh, with me uh, in this way, but there is no uh, like uh, single entity who is uh, who is uh, who is ruling uh, the Bitcoin. 
or other uh, other decentralized uh, cryptocurrencies. Yeah, so yeah, it's uh, it's uh, I guess it's interesting times uh, because so uh, we are actually reinventing uh, money in a different way uh, these uh, these days. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's a great time to be to be on Earth. <laughs> It's definitely exciting and interesting. And let's take it back to Parallel Nepalis because I did notice that you guys have an ATM. When you enter the place, you, you see an ATM. Is that without KYC? Like, can you buy Bitcoin with cash and move it to your own wallet? Uh Yes, but not uh, not uh, any any amount. Uh, the ATM here is not actually running by us. Uh, it's uh, it's running by uh, by General Bytes, which is company behind the the ATMs. And there are some limits uh, limits uh, where you can buy uh, by Bitcoin, uh, Litecoin, uh, and uh, and the Bitcoin via Lightning uh, network uh, without uh, KYC. Uh, but uh, of course not uh, not uh, like unlimited amount because uh, you know there is company behind it and uh, it still um, still here we are under the under the uh, under the Czech Republic laws uh, and Czech Republic of course joined the party with uh, KYC shit so there are uh, there are some limits, but yeah, usually uh, people uh, from within the organization they they don't use ATM. So that's why I'm not <laughs> sure what what the limits are because uh, I don't use the ATM because uh, I have friends who Bitcoin I uh, can buy it uh, anonymously. But uh, from time to time uh, I, I do it uh, in for an amount like uh, for the for the coffee coffee and maybe some t-shirt or something like that uh, so not not higher value so, so basically yes you can buy uh, bitcoin there uh, without uh, kyc until some limits so let's say that a bitcoin newbie steps through the door they're in prague they're tourists and they want to learn more about bitcoin do you think that at any given moment they can find someone who can teach them something or can ask can answer some questions that they may ask? Yeah, that's the actual purpose of Bitcoin Coffee, as it was uh, open in 2014. And remember, in uh, 2014, nobody knew about what, what, what Bitcoin is. Like uh, now, it's uh, like almost everybody knows uh, what what, uh, what Bitcoin is. But uh, back then. Uh, we opened uh, the coffee, the cafe, and uh, there was no other option than than Bitcoin for payments. So uh, it was uh, it was of course on purpose. Uh, we wanted to to introduce Bitcoin to the people, and uh, if uh, of course that was the, the choice, uh, uh, you can uh, create the, the cafe where you can. Pay pay for the coffee with Bitcoin and fiat. But uh, for the newcomers, uh, those days, now it's much better, but uh, newcomers those days, it was a pain in the ass to, to, to pay with Bitcoin because they, they knew, uh, knew shit about it. Um, they, uh, they don't have wallets, uh, they, don't have, they don't have anything. So uh, we called it uh, Bitcoin torture. Uh, as we were forced, uh, we were forcing people uh, to to pay with Bitcoin, which they didn't have, uh, but uh, they got uh, the the delicious coffee for it, uh, one of the best in the Prague. Uh, yeah. So, um, and it's still uh, still uh, there are people coming to Paranipolis. Uh, they don't know. Uh, they maybe heard about Bitcoin, uh, but they don't have uh, anything. Uh, like they don't have wallets, uh, they don't have knowledge. But within within like uh, I would say three minutes, they uh, they can have their own own uh, Bitcoin wallet with uh, with uh, some satoshis uh, in it and uh, have a have a great uh, delicious uh, coffee and pay for it with uh, Bitcoin. That's the main purpose of uh, Bitcoin coffee. I did see that you have a hallway with 
paintings. I'm not sure if they're paintings, but there's art of lots of famous cypherpunks. You have Tim May, you have Nick Sabo, David Tom, Hal Finney, and lots of others who have contributed to the space over the years. Did any of them, you know, visit here when they were in town ever? Like, I'm not trying to blow their OPSEC or whatever, but <laughs> you, you can just say yes or no. You don't have to name any names. Uh, yes, yeah, some of them uh, were uh, were here. Unfortunately, Timothy Simei had no uh, didn't been here, haven't been here. Uh, but uh, we had him uh, on a remote uh, talk uh, during uh, Hackers Congress. Uh, I guess uh, it's on uh, on the, our YouTube channel. Uh, yeah, but some of them uh, you you mentioned they were here. Yeah, that's really good to hear because. I suppose that when you enter parallel Nepalis, it's likely that you're going to meet someone that you know from Twitter. Maybe that they will not say hello from the first moment, but if you know who you should be looking for, you're going to find someone who can talk to you about Bitcoin and maybe explain to you something new, have a talk over the you know famous coffee that you have, which supposedly is delicious, but I don't drink coffee, so sorry. But we have, uh, we have was a delicious uh, chocolate, no? <laughs> yeah, I, I did like the chocolate, so I can attest to that. And you also have some of the nicest merchandise. Like, I, I, I'm, you know. This is my favorite one. <laughs> like, uh, black on black, uh, because we are uh, we are uh, like black and white organization. It's, it's in our DNA. Uh, and it, yeah, uh, uh, with merch, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, funny uh, because... Uh, I still can, cannot uh, forget the the the, st the statement one one of our visitors did. Uh, it's like I don't know five years ago, something like that. There were two like um, middle, maybe older middle, middle aged guys from Germany. They were like 50s, 60s, something like that. And uh, both of them bought our T-shirt Institute of Crypto Anarchy. And one of the guy told uh, told other hey. You said uh, you never wear the T-shirt or or anything with uh, with uh, logos, and he said, "Man, it's not a logo; it's a message." <laughs> and that's what, what I love, I love uh, about uh, about uh, this. Uh, yeah. And uh, as you mentioned, that uh, you want to you want to uh, meet uh, someone you know from Twitter. It was in 2017, I guess. Uh, we had here Andreas Antonopoulos, mm -hmm. and he actually teached uh, <laughs> our former uh, minister of finance and later on, uh, prime minister Andrei Babish how to, what what Bitcoin is. <laughs> actually, yeah, it's interesting that you need someone from another country to come. Well, you know, the Czech Republic has the Trezor people, and has a lot of you know, uh, they are more OG than Andreas, but, you know, it takes someone um, from the outside to step in and basically teach you about policy. Uh, there was, there, there's some story behind this. Uh, like, it's not, it was not uh, like that uh, Andreas uh, had to come uh, to to teach uh, finance minister about Bitcoin. Other guys from uh, from Trezor, uh, been uh, been here, uh, but it was uh, more about uh, that we had. It was during uh, the Hackers Congress, and uh, there is uh, the wall uh, near to Paralnipolis, and uh, uh, there was uh, like painting, uh, like graffiti uh, on it with with the with the face of the Minister of Finance and with uh, with his uh, own quote. About Bitcoin, he 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 stated something like, uh, "I don't know about Bitcoin anything, but uh, as far as I know, nobody's using it." Uh, yeah, and uh, after we we made this uh, this graffiti, uh, uh, one of the one of the guys of his PR team uh, contacted us that he wants to visit us and blah blah blah. And we said, well, we are, don't cooperate with politics, but. Uh, there will be guys uh, from all over the world because we have the conference, and of course, th there were the guys from from General Bytes, uh, from Trezor, and also Andreas Antonopoulos. I just mentioned him because uh, because he's probably one of the famous uh, uh, advocates for Bitcoin in the world. I'm not sure. 
I mean, in Romania, we also have Mircea Popescu. I'm not sure if you're aware of what he has been up to. I think he died last year. I'm saying I think because he's the kind of guy who would have definitely faked his own death. But I, I, I don't want to get into that. But the idea is that when the government needed some sort of advice from someone to do policy, they brought Brock Pierce, of all people. And he came and introduced himself as member of the Bitcoin Foundation, which is funny. And this was this year. It was not in 2014 or something. It was this year that they had him. So I don't know why politicians always look up to someone from another country when they need to do policy, when they could just ask people who have been doing this for many years. Uh, you know, with the, with the Andrei Babish, the guy uh, here, it was more like PR event. It was not. Uh, it was not uh, mentioned that he he really would like to to hear something about uh, about Bitcoin. He was doing it uh, uh, like um, kind of kiss of death from him that uh, if someone criticizes him, he meet him, then he make uh, nice PR photos and uh, you know that he is that cool guy that uh, he takes uh, criticism uh, very well. Uh, that's why we we actually uh, it was uh, forbidden for them to to make any. Uh, PR photos here yeah, because we don't we really don't want to to have uh, anything with uh, any any politicians so yeah but as I, I guess it's uh, yeah with politicians it's uh, they they if uh, they can uh, and maybe maybe it's more like uh, our uh, Eastern European uh, thing that we bring someone from the West and it um it uh, creates more credit to it i don't know I, i don't get it but usually it's like that there's this old saying that nobody's a prophet in his own country so exactly i think it's even from the bible it's very old probably i'm not sure <laughs> i never read i try to read the bible <laughs> it's a hard book anyway What else is there to say about Parallel Nepolis? Like, I, I guess let's get into the controversial part. Last year, I think Peter Todd did not want to attend the event and he made a big deal out of the fact that you were doing mandatory COVID testing at the door. And some people followed him in the sense that they refused to come also. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, are you going to do that this year or... Yeah, uh, there were a lot of a lot of uh, uh, shitstorms uh, about uh, about this. Um, the it yeah, it was mandatory. Uh, the COVID testing uh, it was perfectly anonymous. It was nothing uh, connected with uh, the government or government rules. Uh, we did it even when we when. Uh, when it was not the rule in uh, in Czech Republic uh, and it was uh, because we wanted actually create the safe safe uh, place for people because it was during the pandemic and there there were a lot of people who were afraid of it still and there were people who were, who were dying of of uh, covid yes yeah, so uh, uh, we wanted to create uh, as i said safe uh, safe space Uh, to we were accused that we are collecting DNA samples, something like that. Uh, I guess we have uh, we have cafe if uh, <laughs> if you don't bring your own glasses or like or and, and we have toilets there. Like we can collect uh, <laughs> the DNA samples in, in the most most better way than than uh, like uh, with the, with the obvious like COVID test COVID uh, tests when you spit on on something wait uh, like five minutes or something like that and. Uh, it uh, the the COVID test uh, COVID testing was actually took place uh, during uh, the whole uh, like the first and the second uh, pandemic wave here, and actually and uh, it it actually saved us because uh, you know uh, we are not uh, like uh, the large team. There are like five, six, seven people here at Paralympolis running it, and if uh, if uh, someone gets sick. Uh, it uh, can, uh, if if one or two people are getting sick, it's it's still doable. But uh, with the COVID, if if uh, like half of the staff uh, would get uh, get sick, 
then we should close, uh, shut the business. And we probably wouldn't recover from it because uh, we don't have uh, like large funds. We usually uh, usually live from uh, from uh, like let's say paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Uh, so um, so that and we actually so so uh, if we catch someone from the team uh, who got uh, COVID. He's, he stood away from from others uh, uh, for for a week or two. I don't remember. Uh, and others could work and uh, like keep uh, the place uh, running. Yeah. I know, like uh, it it is annoying uh, if you if you come to to the to the place and you have uh, you have to go to the test. I know it's uh, we, we we were not uh, like happy to do that, but it was uh, actually necessary for us uh, to to do that. Um, so I really don't understand uh, the way the, the people even they they know us uh, for a long long time. They they know that we are not co and we we many times we proved it that we don't cooperate with the, with the government in any ways. Uh, we were sued by governments many times. We refused to implement um, many of the regulations. And still, we are accused that we are cooperating with with, uh, with, with the government in, in the most stupid way. Yeah, so I I, I don't get it. Uh, Sometimes it was um, I don't want to be uh, like emotional, uh, but <laughs> from some people it actually hurts. I would say. Yeah. So just for the record, uh, they did not test me before coming here. Uh, uh, no, because uh, you know we are. It's we don't uh, we don't uh, see the COVID uh, as a threat now. That's why we don't uh, we don't test. Uh, uh, if another some some variants of COVID, uh, some dangerous one uh, will will come again. Probably we will again introduce uh, the testing. But it's not that we like that we love testing. <laughs> we don't. But uh, we just want to stay open uh, because uh, one of the concepts of uh, Paranipos is sustainability. It uh, shouldn't be some flash event or flash uh, like uh, to 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 be open for for a while and, and then and shut down. I was also a co-host of the 2020 event, and I know you have to go. And. It- <laughs> it, it was interesting to see so many people mobilizing to organize and become co-hosts and just be there for an hour interviewing others. And it was a huge event and it, it only proved that you guys have a cultural relevance and even people who, like myself, I never attended one of your events in Meetspace. But when I got the chance to be a co-host for two episodes of my podcast, which, I mean, I turned... Part of the live stream into episodes of my podcast with John Carvalho and Jonas Nick and Max Hillbrand and Peter Todd and Aleko Svelini. That was like a four-way interview. I very much appreciated the opportunity and I hope that this year I get to come to Pizza Day. So there's not going to be the Hackers Congress. It's called Pizza Day. Uh, no, it's uh, two different uh, events. Uh, Hackers Congress is always the first weekend of the October every year. It's going to take place here, definitely. And uh, Pesare is uh, on the anniversary of, of the buying uh, the pizzas. Okay, so I I guess I would have a couple more questions, but you have to go. Um, and I, 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 I already have to go. <laughs> I very much appreciate your time. And I wish you best of luck. And next time I'm in Prague, I'm going to come and try your hot chocolate once again because it was delicious maybe get some merchandise because it's very cool i've seen people who have no affiliation with parallel nepolis but they get that institute of crypto anarchy t-shirt and they wear it at conferences and usually i assume that they're czech but they're not that they're just people who like your work so yeah i'm I'm jealous maybe one day my t-shirts are gonna have the same cultural relevance but it'll take like 10 years i think but yeah thank you very much for joining And uh, thank you for having me here. Go and Bitcoin.
Altoro is the exchange where you deal with honest and hard money. There is no fiat on-ramp or off-ramp and you get to diversify your Bitcoin portfolio into gold or silver when you sense that a bearish moment is coming. Also, you can instantly trade your gold for Bitcoin to buy the dip. And if you're into gold custody, Voltoro can also send you the gold that you own directly from their insured Swiss vaulting facilities. Voltoro was launched in the aftermath of the Mt. Gox hack. So since 2015, they have published monthly glass books to prove that they own all the gold reserves and all of their customers' money. Sign up today by going to voltoro.com slash Bitcoin Takeover. Keep in mind that this is not financial advice and you are responsible for your own decisions. Wasabi Wallet is the perfect Bitcoin privacy wallet. It's free, it's open source, it's available on Windows, macOS and Linux, and it offers groundbreaking Chamian coin joins, which makes your Bitcoin. Even if you do not use the coin join feature, you still benefit from a trustless experience with block filters, a hidden IP address via Tor, and easy management of your wallet outputs. After you deal with KYC exchanges like Coinbase, like Kraken, Binance, Gemini or Bitfinex, you can remove the association between your identity and your Bitcoin address by performing a few rounds of coin joins. To find out more about the privacy benefits and limitations of coin joins, listen to Bitcoin Takeover Podcast Season 6 Episode 6 with Max Hillbrand. And if you want to give Wasabi a try, go to wasabiwallet.io and download the wallet for free. Wasabi Wallet, a Bitcoin privacy wallet for the citadels.